0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got some really important information for you today. It is a big sign. I'm going to say one of the biggest signs I've seen in a long time that the Antichrist is soon to arrive. A big sign. The Antichrist is soon to arrive. And in light of this, he could be rising, arriving I'm I'm guessing 24, but more like 25. And the closer we move towards 26 and 27, it's almost a certainty somewhere in there. We're going to see this, the Antichrist. Now, let me also tell you how to spot him real quickly. That's not part of the program. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. But there, first of all, there has to be a 10-nation confederacy in Europe. Then we're going to see a guy overcome three of those nations. So that means that he will take their place. So we'll see the ten Nation Confederacy three overcome and then what so we'll see that 10 nation confederacy become an eight nation confederacy so when there's a big war in Europe where there's one of the nations that is fighting against the other nations that's the guy to watch for that's the guy that will probably be the Antichrist all right now let's before we get into today's we're asking people to subscribe and also click the bell, subscribe, and also join the Prophecy Club, $9.90 a month. It's not much or more, of course, and you can do that very quickly and easily by just putting your phone up like you're going to take a picture of the QR code in the bottom. It'll take you over there, nine ninety a month. We're asking people to join us. And frankly, you may be saying, why do I want to join the Prophecy Club? Well, God has told me audible voice, confirmed it through Leslie in a dream, that he's going to give me thousands upon thousands of souls. Another dream, audible voice, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. If you want to take part in that big harvest, when you're standing before Jesus up there, you want to be able to raise your hand and say, hey, I helped all of those uh, those souls come in through Prophecy Club. Then you want to join Prophecy Club. Okay, so I, I, I want to be able to say this is quick and easy, but this is not. It it takes a little understanding. The more you understand Bible prophecy, the better you're going to get it. But the bigger the revelation, and this is a big one, the bigger the background has to be to understand it. Meaning, you're, <laughs> here's where it's probably going to go in this program. You're probably going to be going, so, 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 get to the point. And then when I get to the point, you're going to say, Wow, I got it. And you're going to get it. Not that complicated. All right, let's get started. I want you to look at this carefully because this is really big. What you're seeing has not happened in over 2,000 years. You're seeing three red heifers. Now, I know you probably already heard that they're shipping a bunch of them over to Israel. That's not the revelation. That's part of it, but that has to do with it. But that's not the revelation. So, what is the revelation? Here's the background. So you go to Numbers 19, and Moses and Aaron were told by God that they were to take a red heifer without spot, no blemish, upon which there would never came a yoke. In other words, so it had to be perfect. And they were to take that heifer without the camp. That's a key, because, see, Jesus was crucified without the camp. He was taken outside the city, and... When he brings the Russians and all of their other buddies down to attack Israel for Armageddon, they are taken without the camp. Because where Jesus' blood, well, where the blood of this heifer probably will be shed is probably very close, maybe even within feet, of where Jesus' blood was shed. And that's where he's going to shed the blood of all of his enemies at Armageddon. He's going to satiate his garments with their blood. So remember that the life is in the blood, and you remember that Cain slew Abel, and Abel's blood was innocent blood crying out to him from the ground. So we can assume that the blood somehow is like a recording device for all of our sins. And it's by blood, the Bible says, that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission or removing of sins. So this is really, really a big deal. Now, so they take him outside the camp and then the priest was told to take the blood of that red heifer, dip his finger in it, and sprinkle it before the tabernacle and the congregation seven times. Same thing he was told when he said on the, on the, uh, the, the, the day of atonement, when they brought the two goats, the blood of the one goat went into a golden bowl. The angel or the, the, uh, the high priest took that into the Holy of Holies only once a day or excuse me, once a year, and dipped his finger into it and sprinkled it on the mercy seat eastward seven times. So this is really, really big stuff. Now, he goes on to say, one person shall burn the heifer. And then he says, and then cedarwood, hyssop, and scarlet is tossed in on top of the burning heifer when it's burning. So, I looked up, okay, cedar wood, okay, we understand cedar wood I mean, you put that in a closet because moths don't like it, okay, so it's it's an anti bug thing, and then uh hyssop, we understand it's a weed that grows wild in Israel, and you <laughs> if you if you mix yourself a, a hyssop drink uh it cleans like a white tornado, you think x slice is powerful, you ain't tried anything till you tried hyssop I mean, I got some hyssop um Uh, essential oil. I didn't know what it was. Well, I tried it. (laughs) I just put a drop on the back of my hand. About an hour later, I'm in the bathroom. So, I mean, it's real powerful stuff. So, I looked up scarlet. So, I thought, okay, so what's the big deal with scarlet? Well, actually, scarlet is talked about like 200-some-odd times in the Bible. It's really big. Now, here's the point. Okay, so in this case, the first child came out, and so they wrapped a scarlet... Um, twine on the hand of the child that came out first. So scarlet in that case said that you are more blessed by having the scarlet. And then another place, it said that the high priest was to put scarlet along with the sacrifice of the the the, the two birds, alive and clean. So scarlet there was a cleanser. And then another place, the scarlet shall... Uh, now I, I told you that story or the, uh, the, the scripture says Isaiah 118 though your sins be as scarlet they should be white as snow so scarlet is and I looked it up and I, I looked up scarlet wood I looked up scarlet plant I looked up scarlet spices I couldn't find anything about scarlet so it's out there I just couldn't find anything on the internet about it and I'm probably going to get some emails okay this is what scarlet meant okay? it's probably a purifier just like the other two things are, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, let's go on with what the Scripture says. Okay, so, a man that is clean shall gather the ashes of the heifer and lay them without the camp in a clean place. What they did was they made a a vessel that they called a kalil. Now, might I be pronouncing that right, and I'm going to have it written down here, and I'm probably not spelling it right, so forgive me. But that kalil was made of the dung of the animal, And they put the ashes of the red heifer into it. And then when they had to sacrifice, what they did is they took a straw and they dipped it in those ashes and then they sprinkled it upon the vats of purification. Remember, Jesus turned the water into wine, the vats of purification. They're large vats. So a little bit of this ashes goes a long way. Then what they would do is take their hyssop again. Remember, a wild weed that grows in Israel. And they dip the hyssop in the water, and they sprinkle that on the sea Sanhedrin, on the sacrifice, on the altar, on the temple, everything that has to be pure. But without the ashes of a red heifer, they can't have things purified, so they can't start animal sacrifice. Now, let's go on. It says that an unclean person shall then take of the ashes of the burnt heifer and purification sin, and dip it in running water, that's what it's saying. A clean person should take the hyssop, disp- dip it in there, and sprinkle it on the tenth the vessel, dot, all those things I said. And the clean person shall sprinkle it on the unclean, and that makes them, essentially, that's what it's saying. It cleans them. Now, part of the motivation for Israel to give the Palestinians a state is probably in the agreement that says they'll give the Palestinians a state, what Israel wants Is access to the temple, to the temple, the Temple Mount. Why? Because they're going to start animal sacrifice. Well, how do we know they're going to start animal sacrifice? I'm so glad you asked. So let's jump to Daniel. We got four verses that say exactly that. Yea, he magnified himself. This is the Antichrist, even to the Prince of the Host. So he says he is God. That's Antichrist does not mean against Christ. It means in the place of Christ. That's what he wants to be. Remember, Lucifer wanted to uh, sit in the the throne of God, and he wants people to... So he sit in the throne of God, showing himself that he is God. That's what he wants. That is his crowning achievement, is to sit on the throne of God and get the world to worship him. That's where all of this is going. So when they say, well, I don't understand why Haley is not dropping out of the New Hampshire primary. I don't understand... They don't understand where it's really going because they don't understand Bible prophecy. They're saying, oh, well, you know, they're trying to cause, no, no. The ultimate objective is to bring the Antichrist so he can sit on the golden chair of God, the throne of God, in the temple, proclaiming himself that he is God. And when he does that, the scriptures says he will cause animal sacrifice to cease. Now, why would he cause animal sacrifice to cease? Because he's going to say, look, I am God. You don't have to sacrifice anymore. I'm here, okay? So in the midst of the wish, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. What's the problem with that? Well, they aren't sacrificing animals in Israel anymore, and they have not done that for over 2,000 years. So this is really, really, really big. And the problem is this red heifer, these red heifers have not been, they, 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 every time there, there's something wrong with them. There's a white hair they find, or there's a scratch on them or something. They have been trying to get a red heifer for, again, over 2,000 years. Of course, they've been back in the land for, what is it, almost 80 years. They uh, can't get a red heifer. So bottom line is a bunch of Texas ranchers that had red cows flew five of them over to Israel. Now, this next article is about to say that's the real reason that Hamas attacked Israel because they were afraid they were going to get the, these five heifers. If they get the five heifers, then they start animal sacrifice. If they are able to start the animal sacrifice, that means they're going, to, they're going to take over the temple area, and the Muslims have that right now. That also would mean that they're at least their belief now, I disagree with it, but that's nevertheless their belief, they would then say, well, we got to, to tear down the Al-Aqsa Mosque which is, I think, the number three holy site in Islam, might be number two. Anyway, let's read the article. Hamas spokesman blames Israel's importing of red heifers for October attack. It says the motives, the real motives, they're saying. For the October massacre, he said that the aggression was against our path and Al-Aqsa reached its peaks with the bringing of the red cow. See, everybody's been thinking, well, they probably did this attack because they want a Palestinian state. I have not heard that one time. You'd think it's out there a bunch, but I have not heard that in all the articles that you guys send me all of my everything. I've not heard that. In other words, there's no Muslim saying we attacked Israel because we want a Palestinian state. This is the only explanation that I've heard offered. Got another one? Send it to me. Anyway, it goes, The Bringing of Red Cows which was referring to the 2020 arrival, or excuse me, the 2022 arrival of five red heifers to the Temple Institute. Temple Institute. Well, that might just be the place, but maybe it's not the place, where Jesus was born, where it is where the temple sacrifice animals, the lambs and the goats and the whatever it is, are raised in a special way so that they're not damaged, they're not blemished, so they can be used for sacrifice. Anyway, let's go back. 22 arrival, 22 arrival of the five red heifers to the Temple Institute. The Jewish organization focused on establishing the, the, temp, the third temple on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Well, I think that they've got the wrong place for the Temple Mount, and I don't think they're going to be building a stone building. I think that they will pull out the original tabernacle, that was made of uh, lamb's skin, excuse me, lamb's wool. And I talked to Vindal Jones back before he died, maybe, I don't know, 30, 35 years, maybe even 40 years ago. He said that when he went into the chamber where he found the red dust, which they felt like was temple incense, he said in that temple he also found the the tabernacle of Moses. And I said, well, wouldn't that be old and dilapidated, just fall apart in your hands like ash? He said, no, it's as good as day as it was, they sent in there because it's made of lamb's wool. And he said, it's good. He believed that they would pull out the original tabernacle made and used by Moses some 3,500 years ago. And in those days, they would just lay it down on the ground. The spirit of God entered into it and it just <laughs> just stood up by the power of God. Those kind of miracles we may be about to see. Now, there's a couple more things I need to say about this. The Where these heifers are supposed to be born is in the specific area in Bethlehem where the animals for temple sacrifice are to be born. And like the lambs, they wrap them in swaddling clothes so it would restrict them so they would not scratch themselves or put a blemish on them. That's why Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes, because he was born in the specific place where animals to be used for temple sacrifice are born. That's why he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. So because fingernails on newborns are like razors and, you know, they scratch their face all the time. If there's one scratch, it disqualifies them to be a sacrifice. Really, really big deal, okay? And that's why Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's why the Bible went to the trouble to tell us he was. Now, let's go on. It goes on to say, the heifers are quietly being groomed by the Institute for their ultimate goal, which is to start animal sacrifice. So what you're seeing here is like really, really big. They have not sacrificed these animals yet, probably because they don't have a place to use their blood. But to me, I think this is another really, really, really big thing, saying we're about to see the conclusion of this war with Hamas in Israel is probably going to give the Palestinians a state, and in that agreement, Israel will be able to pray at the Temple Mount, and they've not been able to do that in over 2,000 years. It will allow them to sacrifice the animal, use the ashes to purify the water, the hyssop, the weeds, sprinkle all the things that must be cleansed, and boom, they start animal sacrifice, that will be a big day in Israel. When you see that, one thing you can say is absolutely, positively, without question, we are in the tribulation. We are in the last seven years, no question. Actually, I'm going to show you scripture here. Well, I think I'm back. I'll, I'll skip that for now. Let's go on. Back to the article. Securing a potential unblemished red heifer is the key to the first steps of restarting the temple service, or sacrifice, which implies the removal of the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Omar building, rebuilding the temple, and ultimately the return of the temple mount to Jewish control, meaning starting animal sacrifice. The mere fact that all Jews would be able to to ascend to temple mount would create pressure to resume services there and rebuild the temple. No, no, no. It'd be the reason they did it, Okay. The current effort to rebuild the temple is not supported by Israel's government or universally supported within Judaism. But the step toward performing the arcane red-heifer ceremony doesn't just imply a return to the holy temple service. It points to the nearness of Moshiach or Messiah, or the Mashiach, however you want to pronounce that, and the ultimate redemption of Israel. In other words, when they start animal sacrifice, This voice is going to be saying, without a question, we are in the tribulation. And we may, in fact, only have 120 to most 230 days, (laughs) but probably more like 120 days until Jesus returns. So let's go on, though. So let me summarize this. The red heifer is taken outside the camp and sacrificed. It is a picture of Jesus being taken outside the camp and sacrificed on the cross. The ashes were then put into a callile, which was made of the dung of the animal. Then they dipped a straw in, and whatever ashes, small amount of ashes, stuck to the straw, then they sprinkled that over the vats of purification water. And that purified them. Then they took hyssop, dipped it in, and they sprinkled that on the Sanhedrin, the altar, the sacrifice, whatever they needed to to purify in order to start animal sacrifice. Then the red heifer has not been seen. They've been trying to find one, been trying to grow one, couldn't for over 2,000 years. Now, all of a sudden, when the Palestinians are about to be given a state, when there's just been war in Israel, now about there, they've got red heifers in Israel ready to sacrifice. I don't know if that's all approved yet or not, but they know. So, it is supposed to be born in Bethlehem where animals are raised in temple sacrifice. Apparently, that does not matter to the priest in Israel. Maybe they don't even know the place 2,000 years later. But the point is, if they sacrifice an animal, if they start animal sacrifice, we're at the door. And there is no more question. Absolutely there. And I will be screaming from the top of my voice. We are in the tribulation. We are, okay, okay. Let me go on. So I want you to try to get this picture. Try to get this revelation. So Israel gives the Palestinians a state. Haven't seen a war in Israel since 1967. Now all of a sudden we see one in 2023. And and it's still going on in 24. As part of the agreement, you watch. I bet you Israel takes control of the Temple Mount. That'll be part of the agreement. This allows Jews to pray at the temple, which has not been done over 2,000 years. It allows the Jews to sacrifice a red heifer, clean themselves, and start animal sacrifice. Then, and only then, the Antichrist steps forward and stops the animal sacrifices on or near the middle of the tribulation. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians four says, says he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the goal of Lucifer. He wants to be God. He wants the worship he saw God get. And this happens on about or around in the middle of the tribulation. So the Antichrist, the rivaling Antichrist, in my opinion, must, must, I say must, be soon. Now, let me put this together in a picture here. So, as I told you in the writing, the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, which you can get at prophecyclub.com, The voice said, the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, the seven vials play over seven days, unquote, that's what it said, meaning the first seal starts the tribulation. Byron Searle and Terry Bennett both say the tribulation has started, and Vicky Parnell said it would start within days, and I forget the date, but it was on about or around the same day. They all say October 5th, or close to that, which is the Day of Atonement, which would be the day that everything stops. That is the last judgment. The next judgment is here. The next judgment is Day of the Lord right here, day Jesus burns all of the tares with fire. Ten days later it is the great white throne. That's the day of atonement. This feast is the last judgment. This is the judgment of the living. This is the judgment of the dead. This is the judgment had the opportunity to receive Jesus. This is the judgment of those that did not have the opportunity to receive Jesus. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're saying that I've got, I think it's Vicky Parnell says the first five seals are opened. I think it was Terry Bennett said the first four seals are opened. I can't remember how many Byron Searle says, but he also agrees that there's been, I think he says four seals. Hard to remember all this stuff. But in the middle of the tribulation is where John eats the sweet roll. Two witnesses uh, with the morning star arrive. War in heaven, dragon is cast out and that's when he comes down and inhabits the body of the antichrist because i mean the antichrist is still in there but lucifer's inside that same body because he is the one that wants to sit on the throne of god proclaiming himself that he is god he stops animal sacrifice and at that point he requires that without question at that point the, the mark of the beast is either immediately or soon to be required by everybody on earth Okay, so that all happens here in the middle of the tribulations. is actually the middle. So, if they start animal sacrifice, you can bet it's not years away before the Antichrist pops up. It's probably months away. I mean, I, I guess it could be a year or so. But I, 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 I don't think so. My, my point is, I'm trying to say today, from the time the daily sacrifice is taken away and the, the, the abomination is set up, There should be 1,203 score days. That's 1,260 days or time times the dividing of time or three and a half years. Meaning, we see this animal sacrifice start and probably, probably, I don't know for sure, probably between April 25th and June 13th of this year, of 2024, probably, I'm not saying, thus saith the Lord. Don't say I said, thus saith the Lord. Quote me correctly. Probably they will give the Palestinians a state this year. Then probably the newspaper headline given to Leslie, Omer ushers in Palestinian state, will be on some newspaper this year. Probably the Jerusalem Post, I'm just guessing. And when that happens, people from all directions are begin are going to begin and listen to to turn and listen to this ministry what God told me audibly uh, June fourteenth of two thousand and eight. So we know it's coming. At that point, I I'll say, you'll hear me say almost every day, we're in the tribulation. We've got thousand two hundred and sixty days left, thousand two hundred and three score days left, uh, or thereabouts. I mean there's there's some questioning on how those days all calculate. The Bible doesn't exactly tell us. It only gives us a hint. But I can tell you, they start animal sacrifice again in Israel, and you can be looking for the ten-nation confederation in Egypt in, 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 in Europe that's probably going to already be started by then. You can expect the three nations to be overcome, that the Antichrist will overcome, and then he will pop up, so you'll see the ten nations become eight nations at that point. The guy that does that, the guy that overcomes them, is the Antichrist. (sighs) Exciting times. Exciting times. I'd suggest you ask Jesus to forgive your sins. I'd suggest that you go to prophecyclubgold.com. Let me say something about that. There's a scripture that says that they'll cast their gold and silver in the streets. Yeah, they will. But that's the day of Armageddon. That's the day Jesus returns. Until then, if you have any money, if you're, you know, like most people out there don't have any money, don't worry about it. But if you have some money, like in a 401k, uh, an IRA, or just in a bank, or something like that, uh, if it's in paper, Lindsey Williams says it's worth the paper it's written on. And I would suggest you call prophecyclubgold.com. There's the phone number, prophecyclubgold.com. And if you have some wealth you don't want to lose, then you might want to talk to them about some options, what you want to do. Next thing is, probably the most important thing is make sure you have food and water. And I believe that God started Joseph Kitchen, josephkitchen.com, to provide for his people. What was it that fed the world for seven years during the seven years of famine? It was wheat. Wheat. Joseph Kitchen has wheat that is put into plastic pails and it is infused with nitrogen so that it'll keep out the bugs and stuff like that. And they show you how to make it. As a matter of fact, that's what I have for lunch and dinner. Excuse me, breakfast and lunch almost every day. So, also you might want to go to empshield.com. The the, the promo code is Prophecy. Helps your Prophecy Club, but it gets you a $50 discount. So there you go. Get yourself ready. These, the last days, last days are here. And the, the tribulation may be here, or if it's not already here, it's soon to arrive.